Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and I have built a set of mathematical models named Sideline for various sports outcomes. You'll hear more about the baseball models in the course of this episode. Let's cover five Major League Baseball games scheduled to be played on Friday, May 27th, 2023. If you're new here, check out the webpage on the banner for some explanations and community rules. That's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash new. Reminder, if you're interested in projections and picks for every single game, sign up on Dub Club. That link is in the show description. Cost is under a dollar a day. You'll get a lot of great insights from the Discord. Cannot tell you how many people have mentioned how valuable it's been. So I'm telling y'all, uh, if you're not there, join up. You get all the A-plus plays of the day that are at that whatever ridiculous 16% ROI on the season all the A-grade plays, which are doing fantastic, are just blind plays, basically all the extra totals that I'm giving out beyond what's on the show. Uh, just so much great stuff happening over on the Doug Club. Under $1 a day, if you're betting you know, more than a dollar a game, it'll be worth it for you. You'll make it back in no time at all. Again, that link's in the show description if you want to join. Remember the sports are unpredictable, so the discussion on this show projects a typical game that does not try to forecast it to a T. as be a foolish and impossible goal. Take a long-term viewer in here. Don't get distracted when weird things happen. Again, keep mentioning it. Keep preaching it. Uh, one game, we're going to talk about five games today. One of them, I'm going to look like a genius, and one of them, I'm going to look, look like a fool. And honestly, I don't care about the single games. It's about the totality of games. And not even on the day, but across a longer scale. We've done great so far with our A-grade plays and the totals. Just going to keep on keeping on. Uh, weird games happen in one game. So, you know, that's just the way it goes. Uh what I'm always saying, good and bad variants will occur. So much as I like to say will be profitable every single day. Unfortunately, that's an impossible reality for any game. But of course, you know, if you were profitable every single day, you you will get limited uh, or banned from uh, many a sports book. And so, you know, that's the risk you run. But, uh, you know, that's uh, what I've I've encountered uh, over at DraftKings now is uh, the maximum amount of money that I can put on a side is, is about $70. So, you know, if you're still able to play there, uh, go take their money, go follow my picks. And, uh, you know, I, it, it's one of those things where it, it, it sucks being limited, but, uh, you know, the alternative is you're losing money. So, uh, you know, ride with me here and, and we'll have to figure this, this maze out together of how you handle when you're, when you're limited at, at sports books, because it's, uh, you know, the way it goes, I guess. But, uh, again, I guess it's better than the alternative. So, uh, that's, that's, that's my story uh, heading into the weekend. <laughs> but we got a bunch of good games to talk about here for Saturday before we get to it. Some reminders. Please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And if you turn on notifications, you won't miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. Reminder of the way I scale things. A grade minimum plays return four units. It is the risk plus win equals four. So we risk proportionally more on favorites and dogs. B grade plays return three units c grade return two totals are flat bet one a little bit less than totals a little more variable they've done well for us but they can be just up and down hot and cold like crazy so i just prefer having more money on my a grade plays you can scale however you want that's just kind of a general suggestion uh you can see how all of the plays have done by grade by side or total how the model's doing all of that in the link in the show description for the google sheet uh post all that there 
after the games are done. I have a separate sheet that I post to before the games, and that's what the people on Dub Club get. So it's just the same stuff. I'm just copying it over and adding the final score. So you can see how everything's doing, how if you follow my recommendations, how it's going. Uh, but main thing, again, as always with the picks, with the scaling, take what you like and leave the rest. Early afternoon game here, 105 p.m. Eastern, Padres, the Yankees. Again, uh, kind of a, an intriguing series here, one that a lot of people's eyeballs will be on. I think it's priced pretty well here. Uh, model says Yankees minus 131, so technically the slightly better play is Yankees minus 135. Uh, sure, I, I don't know. I'm not touching the side on this at, at this price. Uh, it really needs to get to minus 130 or better for the Yankees. Uh, you know, plus 130 or better for the Padres before I'm, I'm really thinking about it. About that 130 number, I think it's pretty good. So right now, uh, no value in either side. Uh, I think it's priced really well, but I'm going to play the under nine. And this one model projects a total of 8.2. We'll be in the low 70s for this one. Wind mostly blowing in at 5 to 10 miles an hour. But the main thing here is you got two pitchers and two sets of relievers that I like. The Yankees offense still not completely healthy. And obviously Aaron Judge is a beast. But their offense is only slightly above average according to my projections. Their Yankees bullpen is well above average. Luis Severino, a well above average pitcher. He's only had one start this year. He looked good, though, and he has a track record of being good, so I'm comfortable backing Severino and that Yankees bullpen in and under. The Padres, we long talk about, you know, the fear that you have with the Padres bullpen. It's not very good. The back end is at least a little strong, so if the Padres have the lead, the full game under makes a lot of sense. I love the push protection on under nine. Uh, if you want to go first five because you're scared of that Padres bullpen, go for it. I'm personally just sticking to the full game. Uh, Michael Walker has been pretty solid this season, 358 ERA. The Padres bullpen, I don't think it's as bad as it's performed. It's performed pretty terribly. Uh, but again, the back end guys are at least decent enough. And this Padres offense, as I've been mentioning, you know, and, and you, you viewer know as well, hasn't been playing that well. I think nine's too many runs here. I think it should be eight, maybe eight and a half. So I like the under nine in this one. And like I said, the other angle to this is if you're concerned about Padres bullpen, go first five under whatever that number happens to be. I'm personally sticking to full game under nine. The other must-see series of the weekend here, Dodgers at the Rays. He's going to grab the Rays at minus 113. B-grade pick backing Tyler Glass now in his season debut. The model loves him, though. Obviously, he's a guy that has pitched really well in the past and had a lot of injury issues. He may not go extremely deep. That's obviously a big concern for anyone making their, their first start of the season, especially against a really good Dodgers offense. But as I mentioned yesterday, this Rays offense, I think, might actually be a little bit better than the Dodgers offense, believe it or not. Dodgers bullpen good, Clayton Kershaw good. I mean, I don't really have to say much about that. You know those guys are good. I just think the game being in Tampa and the Rays offense, and I think that Glasnow is pretty good. Uh, even if he can just get us five good innings, I think he's good enough to keep the Dodgers offense at bay. I'm going to back Tampa at minus 113. Model says it should be minus 116. B grade pick backing them. Also going under eight. As a model projects 7.2, like I said, I really like both of these starting pitchers. Uh, Ray's bullpen, uh, really the only weak spot, and I wouldn't say they're bad as much as they're just average, and it's just disappointing compared to how good their bullpen's been in the past. Um, but their bullpen isn't bad at all, so I'm going to go under uh, 8 in this one. Friday's games haven't happened yet, so I went over on Friday. Uh, we'll see how that goes out, but that was a very different story with regards to the pitchers, talking about the offenses being able to, to let loose there. Here, I think the starting pitching is good enough to keep these good offenses at bay, so flipping to the under here for Saturday afternoon. 
Also, at the 4 p.m. Eastern time slot, Pirates at the Mariners. Got two picks for you here on this one. Mariners minus 181. That's an A-grade play. Also going under 7.5. Model says this should be Mariners minus 217. It's quite a big edge there. Obviously, Luis Castillo is really, really good. Ranzi Contreras... Very mediocre, below average, 450 ERA. Advanced metrics say it should be closer to five. It's a massive difference here with regards to the starting pitching. As much as the Pirates' bullpen's improved, it's not as good as the Mariners. Their offense also falls behind the Mariners. This should be all Mariners here. Uh, they've been kind of up and down this season, uh, but I think it's a great spot to back them against the Pirates team that's really overperformed for this part of the season. I like backing the Mariners here as long as the price really starts with a one. Model says minus 194 is the requirement for an A grade. Um, you know, so, you know, as long as it's not upper ones, I guess, uh, you know, a great territory here for the Mariners. I think they're a great investment. Just don't play them too heavily into the twos because you're playing a premium. I'd still be backing them in the low twos. Just, I wouldn't be putting quite as much on it because you're not getting quite as good of a deal as you are in the upper ones. Like we're getting them now. And I like this under as well. You know, I don't think the pirates are going to score very many runs in that ballpark against Luis Castillo and that bullpen with the way they're hitting, but the Mariners offense isn't that good either. Um, especially again in a pitcher friendly ballpark, what should be a chilly day in Seattle ball doesn't really fly on that park hardly ever. It seems like. And so this feels like a Mariners, you know, five to two type win. Um, again, think under seven and a half is good value and a great pick on the Mariners. 7 15 PM Eastern reds at the Cubs and back the Cubs at minus 152, a great pick on the Cubs after getting embarrassed in the opener on Friday afternoon. The key in this series, in my opinion, is that both of these offenses are very right-handed heavy. And what does that mean? That means they're going to do a lot better against left-handed pitching. In the opening game of the series, the Reds took advantage of a lefty and Justin Steele, and the Cubs facing a righty could not get a single thing going. Well, now the lefty-righty is flipped. It's a lefty and Brandon Williamson for the Reds, who's one of the worst pitchers in my starting pitcher database. He's done okay in his 10 innings this season, but the underlying metrics suggest he's been really lucky. And again, the Cubs offense being right-handed heavy just is set to tee off against a lefty. This Reds offense, I think competent against the lefty, terrible against the righties. They'll face a righty in Jameis Antion, who has not looked good this season. Absolutely. Probably the understatement of the, of the day. 810 ERA, that's really bad, but underlying metrics say his ERA should be more in the upper fours, which isn't great, but we're talking about what I think is a league average pitcher in Jamison Tyon against a below league average against a right-handed offense in the red, so he should have an advantage. Tyon's going to get hit around by a lot of offenses in baseball. He has already, but he's had a little bit of bad luck, so any bit of good luck combined with the fact that this Reds team does not set up well against him means he should have success. This Cubs offense set up for success against a really bad lefty. This is a great spot to back the Cubs bouncing back off of Friday's defeat. One of my favorite plays of the day, a grade right here at minus 152. The model says it should be Cubs minus 221 as it just loves the lefty righty difference here and says that the edge that people are just overlooking that fact and that the Reds looked great on Friday against the lefty won't against the righty on Saturday. Cubs look terrible on Friday against the righty, but will look a lot better on Saturday against a lefty. So model says 221. Anything that's basically starts with a one is an A grade pick on the Cubs. So tons of value here on the Cubbies on Saturday night. Not touching the total. Total uh, 
is eight and a half is the early indication of what I'm seeing. Model says 8.4. It'll be a chilly day, but I do think the offense, I think the Cubs will score a lot of runs, especially against the bad Reds bullpen as well. Uh, so I'm not really messing with the total here. We're to be blowing in chilly day. That should help the pitchers out a little bit, but again, I'm not sure how many runs the Cubs are going to score. So not really a total worth messing with. I think just focus on the Cubbies at an A grade. And then wrapping us up, late game here, 10.07 p.m. Eastern, Marlins at the Angels. Lo and behold, look at this. We are backing Shohei Otani. I think we faded them every game this season. And I don't think it's been a bad call necessarily. Many of the games that the Angels have won when Otani has pitched, they've won in come-from-behind fashion or they've won in a high-scoring game. I don't think Otani's been as good as he's been priced for the most part. I think the market's kind of catching up to that a little bit. And so that's why there's a little bit of value here. I also think that Edward Cabrera continues to be overpriced uh, for the Marlins. So I think for the first time all season, we're backing Otani. And obviously, you've been backing him all season, you've been profiting. But like I said, I think a handful of those starts, he just dominated absolutely. But the underlying metrics suggest that Otani's ERA should be up close to four. So it's not that he's pitched great, his actual ERA is in the threes. Uh, the bullpens, you know, let him down a few times. Uh, but the Angels have scored a lot of runs with him in there. That's not really sustainable. There's no no real thing about run support for pitchers. You know, maybe you can make a case that offenses tend to actually do worse when they have a better starting pitcher on the mound, a little bit of lack of focus, thinking that the pitchers got them. But there's really no historical evidence to say that the Angels are going to continue to score a lot of runs with Otani pitching. So uh, I think there's been kind of some lucky wins so far, but I just think there's some value here at this number because as much as I've been saying we should fade Otani, it's not been because he's bad. It's because the price has just been outrageous. He's been priced a lot of times in like the minus 250s. And this Angels team isn't good enough uh, to, to lay a price like that, especially when Otani has averaged under six innings a year this year. It's not like he's been going seven, seven and a third, you know, and really eliminating the use of that bullpen. He hasn't been. The bullpen's been prominently involved. And so the price has just been too high all season. But somehow, for whatever reason today, the price is actually decent enough to back Otani. And so it's fun to, to switch around and back a guy we've been fading. Can back him here at minus 189. Model says minus 192. So be great value on this pick. And again, I just think that finally we're at more of a reasonable price on Otani, who's still the much better pitcher in this situation. Still one of the top pitchers in baseball. He's just not so dominant that we should lay a crazy number like minus 250 with him. If that was the price here, I would be, I would be fading him again, but at minus 189, I can get behind it. The Angels offense is better. The relievers aren't. That's the big problem. That's the big hold your breath. You can play Angels first five. You're going to pay a premium for it. You're going to pay massive juice on a market that has higher variability. So you might look at it and you might be saying, oh, I can get Angels minus 195 in the first five. The problem is if you're still paying about the same price, you have more variability in the first five. So it doesn't necessarily make it a better value because uh, without getting into the weeds, the mathematics of it, uh, the shape of the distribution flattens out when you get to five, the five inning uh, threshold where you just stop at five. And so... I don't really think it's worth it personally because you're paying the premium. I think if you could get a proportional price on Otani first five, I would love it. Avoid that bullpen, but I'm paying a premium for it. So I'm just going to stick to the full game market minus 189. I don't really think there's much more value going to the first five personally, but if you want to go that route, that's obviously up to you. Analyze, shop around, find you a good price. Uh, but I'm going to back Otani here. I just don't think uh, Edward Cabrera is that good. His numbers haven't been good. The underlying metrics suggest it's not like it's been fluky. He obviously can be really good, uh, but he can be really bad. This Angels offense is still above average, even though it's not quite as strong as it was early in the season. We just got to hold our breath at the bullpen doesn't blow it for us in Anaheim. Otherwise, it should be a little chilly, around 60 degrees. Wind to be blowing out 
five to 10 miles an hour, kind of what we normally see there in Anaheim differences is just a little colder than usual. Uh, and so because of that, the model projects a total of 8.5. The actual total I'm seeing is eight. There's a case to be made for over eight. Uh, the case mainly is that the Angels offense is above average. Edward Cabrera below average. Uh, the case is that whenever Otani's done, uh, he'll probably give up a couple runs. He hasn't been perfect this year by any stretch of the imagination. Not as dominant as we've seen him in stretches in years past. Angels bullpen's bad. There's a case for over eight. I, I, I'm looking at it. I, it's really on the fence is there is, you know, we all have limited bank rolls and is it a good enough value to jump on the over personally? I'm really wiffle waffling. So I'm going to leave that one up to you viewer. Um, it's not one that I'm going to strongly say, yes, I really think you should be on it. Uh, but it's not a crazy play either. So if, if you look around, you like that over eight, if it's late at night and you're looking for some action, I don't think over eight's crazy. It's just, I'm just not sure it's good enough of value for my bankroll at the time being. So personally for now, at least I'm just sticking to angels minus one eighty nine. That's all I've got for you here. Thanks for tuning in this episode of Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can show the sports betting content for on this channel has dropped right into your feed. I'll be back again next week with more baseball betting content. Until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.